Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! And welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galena along with the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's going good, Joe. How you doing? Another Saturday, another week of football, and wow, it's going so fast already week five. <laughs> Amazing, right? We're, we're through 25%. Of uh, of of the season, well, I mean, it's actually not well. You know, a lot of teams at week four, right? The team, uh, the uh, season extends to week eighteen. But in the old days, when we were when we were kids, right? But it's amazing. We're up to week five already. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely is. It just goes so quick. You, you do so much work in preparation for the season. You know, a lot of us do you know five six months worth of work leading into the season. That once mm-hmm. you get into the season, it just goes so fast. Right, right. What about the guys and gals who uh, play in season-long leagues? You know, maybe they're, uh, you know, one and three, zero oh and four. They could still make up uh, make up some ground, can't they? I mean, it's not over absolutely. yet. I mean, hey, it's absolutely. a quick season, but you know, they still have time. <laughs> I I've gone so far as to be zero and five and come back and win a championship. So it's always doable. You always have to be on the lookout for how to make a team stronger. You always have to be patient in some cases for guys that you know you put a lot of work and effort into coming up with guys that you thought would be solid this year. So far, maybe they're not. So you know. Sometimes you just got to have faith that, that all that preparation will come through in the end. You know, guys like Dalvin Cook and Larry Fitzgerald will bounce back and have a good solid mm-hmm. end of the season. Right, right. Uh, and the fact that you were 0-5 came back to make the playoffs, that's why you're here, that you're here to help the, the public. So that's awesome. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, we're playing each other this week, I don't know if you realize, because you're in uh, 1,273 <laughs> leagues. <laughs> Actually, no, you, I didn't realize. <laughs> it's that uh, that uh, levy, uh, fighting chance Debbie to the levy league, you know, the one ah, where there there's like two, there's two, uh, we play two games each week. So, yes. son of a gun, you got you had uh, Tom Brady and Eric Ebron in your lineup, and uh, I I didn't have anybody going on Thursday night, but you you're beating me uh, by a small margin of sixty five point oh four to zero. Uh, that could turn around in a heartbeat. If my guys did it, your guys could do it just as easily. <laughs> true, true. We, hoping, hey, look, but... we saw that perfectly when, when Goff went off on Thursday night. Everybody yeah. thought they were done. And yet right, we had, right. a, a, what, three or four other quarterbacks that were in his region by the end of Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. They're very, very true. Yeah, it's uh, it's been uh, that kind of a season, you know, a, a lot of explosiveness, especially through the passing game, just all over the place. But uh, so uh, we're a smack dab in the middle of uh, bye weeks, right? Uh, D.C. was on a bye last week. Uh, who else was on a bye last week uh, that's back this week? The Panthers, right? Because they're playing our Giants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Right, right. And uh, we have the Bears, who probably didn't want the bye to show up for them after what they did in week four. Uh, they're on a bye this week. And uh, and the Bucks as well. And uh, so uh, about bye weeks, how do you feel about them in terms of, uh, you know, the week after coming from, from the bye week. I've noticed, maybe because I'm a Giant fan, that it seems like, especially the Giants, when they come back from a bye, they're, they're like lethargic, that they're, they're out of sorts and whatnot. Uh, and then other people feel that, and it happens, that the teams come back refreshed, you know. Uh, where, where do you stand on this? I mean, 
Well, it really comes down to coaching, really. There's no doubt Mm -hmm. about it. I mean, some coaches have their teams prepared to come back from by. And as Mm -hmm. we've seen in the recent Giants past, they haven't had a coach who's done that. You know, (laughs) that that was one of the things Bill Parcells was always great at. When his team came back from a by, he was ready and set to go. And so was the team. You know, good coaches bring that out. Bad coaches don't. Hopefully Mm -hmm. we have a change this year with Shermer in there. We'll see what happens when the Giants go to their by and come back. But, you know, I like it in ways that it gives some of the players that are on injury lists uh, a little bit more time to come back, get a little right. bit more healthy. You know, right now I would love for Minnesota to have their bye week right now so these fools would stop trying to put Dalvin Cook in the lineup. Mm, Let him sit an extra week. Let him get healthy yeah. a little bit more. You keep trying to force him back, you're going to kill him all year. Mm. And uh, last I saw, game time decision for him. Right. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that's. I want to go kick that, but... him in the legs so they change that. <laughs> well, you know, maybe a commercial you could, uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, like I said, the the Bears and Tampa Bay they played each other last week, and the Bears really, uh, you know, came into their own. Which you know, sh- we talked about that that game. We talked about that this would be the week where maybe the Bears could, you know, come out of their funk, right? And they did. <laughs> So we're real smart. Well, you know, <laughs> Tampa Bay's defense hasn't been playing very well anyway. And then, I know, you know, to yeah. face it, last week Chicago got to go up against two rookie corners and, yeah. and another, you know, third third, uh, third down – well, not third down backer, but a, another player who was basically a third seed that was on mm-hmm. the field and had to start for them. So they really picked up a, picked apart a bad offense. Let's see if they can do that to Why a good, not? Uh, defense. You play who's in front of you, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you play, right? So as well, you no, think no, that that's true. That's absolutely yeah, yeah. true. You got to, yeah. you know, the, the good teams, you know, have to play good against the bad teams also. Right, right, right. So do you think that this is something that they, they could build upon? I mean, because, you know, Trubisky had had his issues in terms we talked about it, you know, not checking down as much, not, uh, you know, if a play wasn't developing, you know, he wasn't looking uh, for something else on the field. Do you think that uh, this is the start of something big? I don't know if it's I mean, the start got me, of something I'm big, next. but it should be mm-hmm. the start of something better because right. at, at the very least it could should give them a little bit of confidence going mm-hmm. forward because uh, up till then the offense hadn't been moving the ball. Uh, you know, we, we were all so full of hype coming into the season. They finally started to show some of that offensive scheming that we thought they'd have early in the season. So maybe right. that starts to come more and more into play and we start to see more and more of this. Unfortunately, hopefully it's not always at the uh, loss of Howard because uh, I right, kind of need right. Howard. I'm sure a lot of other people need Howard to, to, to sure. get in the game yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm rooting for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Except for today in the Levy League. Exactly, exactly. Cut, <laughs> cut, cut that stuff out there in the Levy League. Take the, the pedal, your foot off the pedal in that league, all right? <laughs> uh, so we had, uh, we'll, as we do uh, every week on this show uh, during the football season, we'll uh, break down all the matchups for you, that, that especially, you know, the, the Sunday matchups. Um, and from a, a season-long perspective, DFS perspective, uh, you know, gambling perspective as well, we'll throw that in there. Uh, but uh, we have uh, this is a big week for players coming back from suspension, uh, Jim. Right? We already saw our, uh, uh, Julian Edelman come back, wide receiver for the Patriots, and you know, tell you the truth, it seemed like he, uh, you know, numbers-wise, picked up right where he left off. Nine targets, seven for 57. Throw that out for 16 games. He's where he always is, 100-plus 100, 100 catches, right? So, uh, I mean, it's just a, 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 you know, man, the the weapons that uh, that Brady has at his disposal. I mean, you know, Josh Gordon scored a touchdown, you know, James White. Uh, now, uh, you know, he said, you know, the, the announcers made a, a point of saying, hey, you know, that uh, Brady's like, hey, we need to get more James White. I need it's almost like I need more cowbell. You know, that skit from yeah. SNL. I need, <laughs> I need more James White. And James White is just incredible, especially in in PPR formats. And now Michelle, Michelle, the two weeks in a row playing uh, outstanding and you know, I'm going all over the place with this, but you know, with with the Patriots, you know, we never wanted to play their running backs. Now I think you're safe to play both Michelle and and White probably on a weekly basis. And, and you know, this this whole passing attack, man, it's they're a scary team right now. 
Well, hey, they're the Patriots, and they're the Patriots for a reason. They have a great coach <laughs> and a great quarterback, and you mm-hmm. know they they get it done with whoever's on the field with them most times. So, mm-hmm. look, uh, absolutely right on the running back situation. We finally look to have a cemented running back situation with obvious two backs that we can use week in and week out. And right now, you you have to use both in week week in and week out the way they're playing. So, mm-hmm. ab- obviously, first good thing about the. Patriots running back scheme in years is these mm-hmm. two guys. So Burkhead going out was a big help. Uh, so sure. th- this definitely cements those two guys as as every down, every week players. So you have to get them in your lineup. Uh, James White more specifically in PPR leagues, uh, mm-hmm. but and Sony Michelle much better in standard than PPR. But he's going to get you enough points in PPR leagues as well to be a, a real solid running back, uh, uh, maybe a flex play each and every week. Yeah, especially in situations like we saw Thursday night where uh, Patriots uh, have built up a lead and were able to, you know, use Michelle uh, a lot in that in that second half. Uh, Robert Turbin, uh, Colts running back, made his return as well. Didn't do anything, just had one target, which uh, he couldn't convert. But, uh, you know, you, you're looking at this Colts team, you kind of really feel bad for uh, Andrew Luck. I mean, especially with T.Y. Hilton out, right? Uh, you know, I mean, from the running back side, you know, Marlon Mack continues to be out, but uh, Naheem Hines, you know, overall, especially in PPR, nice night, 15 carries, 45 yards, seven catches, uh, I think another 45 yards. I mean, you know, what could you say about this Colts team, you know? Well, we could say that they have very underachieving wide receivers. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Chester Rogers stepped in, had an, a decent week for me. I ended up having to start him in a couple of leagues, and, mm-hmm. you know, he worked out pretty well. Naheem Hines is, you know, definitely a big surprise to me out of the rookie running backs. I really didn't expect much out of him this year uh, right. just with that backfield the way it was supposed to be. But Mac being out has really helped. Wilkins not doing anything has really helped. And he's really just taken that running game and turned it into a short passing game, which is working mm-hmm. right into the hands of Luck anyway, because Luck is, you know, likes is really throwing a lot of those short passes. So those two work well together right now. And Naheem Hines is a pretty much almost an every week start in PPR leagues as well. Yeah, yeah, he has developed into that, absolutely. Uh, Last player that we'll talk about coming back from suspension, uh, he plays a a Monday night. The Saints take on the team from D.C., Mark Ingram. Uh, So, uh, I mean, last season, just everything just seemed to fall into place perfectly for the Saints, right, with the way that they were using Kamara and Ingram, and they were both uh, able to coexist. Uh, What do you think about Ingram? First of all, are you uh, concerned at all to to put him in your lineup? I think not. I mean, this is why you drafted him, right? You know, I mean, uh, what do you think we could uh, possibly see from Ingram week one and then uh, going forward? Do you think that everything will fall to places perfectly as it did last season? Well, that'd be hard to do. Uh, first of all, it with the defense playing the way it is, which is bad compared to last year, they may not be able to settle into the run as much as they did last year. Uh, we've mm-hmm. already seen Breeze throw a lot more this year than he did last year. And a lot of that is based on the defense not playing up to par and keeping the offense off the field. So um, as long as that continues to happen, Breeze will still have to throw a lot, which doesn't really hurt Kamara. Hurts Ingram a little bit more because he's not really the pass catching back. He'll catch a couple of passes, maybe a game, but that's about his limit. I'm not worried about him coming back. He's had a lot of time to prep. You know, sometimes that first game back is a little tricky. But, mm-hmm. again, this is a, a New Orleans team playing at home, 3-1 and one already, going up against a good Washington defense. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely, but they, yeah. But they can be run on. And mm-hmm. I expect Ingram to see about 15 touches in this one. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he comes away with 75 yards and a touchdown. And this has got to help uh, Kamara, obviously, long-term as well, right? I mean, the guy wasn't built, you know, if you look back on his college career, it's not like the guy was, you know, uh, uh, you know, getting 20 carries every game. I don't think he can handle that. Well, he's handled it fine so far, but why push him? I know, it's like early. Said, yeah. For the long term, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there's a good chance Ingram may not be back with this team next year, uh, so mm-hmm. they want Kamara to be healthy to the long term. <laughs> right. If you can work the two of them together, and especially if this is Ingram's last year, why not right. run him to death? <laughs> you right, you right. get nothing staked out, and you might as well run a good running back as much as you can. Yeah, the storyline has always been, uh, why does Sean Payton hate Mark Ingram so much, right? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we're going to start breaking down uh, the games uh, during the next segment. But uh, let's go back to uh, Tampa Bay real quick. Uh, We saw what 
I think we kind of in the back of our minds figured what happened at some point this season where uh, Jameis Winston came in and, and reclaimed his starting job. Uh, so, I mean, Ooh. exactly, right? And uh, what does he do? He, he starts throwing picks. <laughs> but you know, uh, I, Look, look what, what did you expect? They were going against the Bears, uh-huh. uh, you know, one of the best defenses in the league. And, you know, you're going to blame Fitz for that. It, uh, it's stupid to me. He's got you two and one uh, and won a couple of games that really weren't expected to win. He's got mm-hmm. the offense playing well. Sure, you go into Chicago and you have a bad game, and then you put Winston in, and you know, what does he do? He doesn't do much better, uh, and I don't expect him to do much better going forward. I, I just, mm-hmm. I think this was a totally bad move on the part of Tampa Bay, and I think it's going to come back to bite him in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do we think in terms of, you know, the rest of the season? Uh, like, you know, Fitz was great at utilizing guys like Deshaun Jackson, O.J. Howard, who's going to be missing a, a couple more weeks probably. But, uh, you know, maybe like a, a Cameron Brait might get a little bit more work now. And uh, what do you think it means for the, for the, the surrounding players? Well, it hurts Deshaun Jackson. Let's face it, uh, you know, Winston didn't look for Deshaun Jackson much last year at all. Uh, right. It definitely helps Breit because they de- they had a connection last year. Howard mm-hmm. didn't have that connection with uh, with Winston. So definitely upgrades Breit a little bit, especially with Howard being out. But even when Howard gets back, I expect Breit to still get a healthy share there uh, mm-hmm. and not so much all Howard. So it definitely has some effect. They they don't have a running game per se. Uh, mm-hmm. They're trying to get Ronald Jones back in after being a healthy scratch for the first three weeks. He still didn't do much. But let's face it, at this point, they got to keep giving him the shot because Peyton Barber is doing nothing. Right, right. Do you, do you, I was going to ask you about Jones. I mean, do you think he's worth a speculative ad at this stage? As you long know, as you don't have long. to drop... As long as you don't have to drop somebody that that could be important to you, uh, Mm -hmm. then sure, any starting running back is worth the ad, but don't drop a good set player for him. Yeah, as long as as they have a pulse, uh, running backs are pretty valuable in fantasy, right? When we come back, we'll start breaking down games. We'll uh, start with the Panthers and Giants. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Welcome back, and the clash is bringing us back. London calling. All right. Good job, Sean. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Love the clash. Love the clash. And uh, I want to remind everyone that uh, if you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up, and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. N-T-S-Y. All right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Jim, uh, it's uh, Comic-Con weekend in the uh, New York area. I don't know. Are you into, like, that that kind of, uh, are you into that pop culture kind of stuff? Like, the, I know you're into music. I know you're, you, you're, you're, you said you're a drummer and you don't want to work. You just want to bang on the drums all day. But uh, <laughs> are you into, like, uh, Comic-Con kind of stuff or no? 
Oh, absolutely. I'm a long-term Furby. Ah, there well, you go. Okay. No, I'm only kidding. No, no not really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no favorite the superheroes most, or whatnot? <laughs> the, most, most, yeah, the most Comic-Con I get is from watching The Big Bang Theory. There you go. That's a great show. You know, I it's love like, that show. Yeah, yeah. And and me and my wife, we got to that show late. Like you know, we only started watching that maybe a couple of years ago when it was on syndication. It's been on syndication, so uh, all these episodes have have been new to us. So unfortunately, this is the last year that the show's on. Yes, yes, this is the last season. But that's good too, because yeah. sometimes you you know, state shows overstay their welcome. So they they've yeah. had a great run. It's time for them mm-hmm. to move on. Yeah, you like Young Sheldon? That's the, the that's the yeah. My spin-off. wife likes that more than I do. It's not bad, but <laughs> not not as good as Big Bang. Right, right. Okay, they try, they try. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, get it to uh, some. <laughs> there you go. Sean's dangerous. He's got a new toy. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> uh, Although I haven't heard any Taz today. What's up with that? Crap. Yeah, yeah. What happened to that? Uh, yeah. One week uh, and I'm gone. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I didn't realize Tasmania, you could find it right through the uh, the New Jersey Turnpike after speaking to you. You, you gave me good directions. And- <laughs> there we go. Now I feel better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I, I uh, said that we were going to start with the Panthers Giants. So we got Do the we Panthers. Have to? Co- that's what i say to the giants and the panthers let's just get it out of the way right so uh uh panthers are home giants coming off that loss to the the saints the panthers coming off of uh uh bye week and uh, i show this line opening up originally as five and a half and as of this morning in the local paper it was at six over under 43 and a half Okay, well, I got six and a half on uh, mybookie.com just before mm-hmm. the show, but it's okay. still 43 and a half. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so, uh, like I said, Panthers coming off of a bye. Uh, just a side note to this game, uh, a guy that, you know, I've been watching for a little bit uh, but really hasn't done anything yet, but Curtis Samuel, I think he's uh, once he's healthy and once he gets into the lineup, he could be a, kind of a dynamic player. Practice this week, that doesn't mean he's going to play. Uh, he actually had some problems. I think it was AFib, had a little procedure done. So keep an eye on him, Curtis Samuel, for down the road. Greg Olson, tight end for the Panthers, was practicing this week. Uh, could actually play next week, which is shocking, right? I mean, he, yeah. he's still on the yeah, – <laughs> right? Well, most uh, people considered when he went down, most people thought he was done for the year. That was the first yeah. talk that they were going to put him on IR, and then they didn't put him on IR because they thought he'd be back. And he's coming right. back a lot quicker than even they thought he would. Yeah. You just so worry that hopefully that held he's held on to him. We're very smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see what he does. I mean, because uh, I'm still not convinced. I mean, he could play, but I don't know. You know, I took – I had a little bit more faith in him than I think a lot of people in our industry did, you know, because I drafted him in one league. But uh, still owned in 70% of uh, leagues. So you would take a speculative ad on him or – or not? Oh, absolutely. I, I'm a yeah. Greg Olson fan. I, the man is just mm-hmm. a monster when he's on the field. And I'm with you. I, even coming into the season, I wasn't worried about the, the injury last year. It is what it is. Yeah. It happens to everybody. So you sure. can't, you know, let it cloud future. It's not like he has a, a ton of insur- injury history. The man has been solid every time he steps on the field. Thousand yard seasons at tight end is very hard to come by. Yeah, yeah, they're very true, especially this year, man, with what's been going on. Oh, tight ends are killing people this year. <laughs> yeah, they really are. They really are. Uh, so, I mean, we know all the big players uh, from the Panthers' side. I mean, you know, Christian McCaffrey, we know how good he is, especially in PPR, but now not only in PPR, right? I mean, yards per carry, uh, I think it's at like 5.89 uh, after uh, last year was at like 3.72. And uh, Giants have given up at least five catches to running backs in all four of their games so far. Uh, Cam Newton, who uh, I'm not a big fan of in fantasy, but look, you know, there are years when he does it, years when he doesn't. But uh, this year seems to be that on year, right? Uh, past couple weeks, uh, 33 fantasy points in his last two games. Yeah, no, absolutely. Playing big. Uh, you know, this one's going to be a little tougher for him than people think. I mean, even at home, this Giants defense is playing well. Really shut down Drew Brees and Michael Thomas last week, something yeah. most people didn't expect, myself included. I expected right. Brees to be able to put up big numbers as well as Michael Thomas against his defense. But they shut them down pretty well. So it's going to be interesting. I, I think Cam can still do damage with his legs late in a play. That could hurt the Giants. They don't have the speed to really keep up with him at that point. 
But uh, I think he's going to have a much harder time trying to throw the ball down the field against his team. Yeah, that, that score, I think, was 33-18 last week with the Giants losing to the Saints. Not really a, as indicative of the way that the Giants' uh, defense played. Uh, so the Giants' defense this year playing, I think, a little bit better than, you know, last year coming into the season, everyone was very high on the Giant defense and uh, just uh, played terrible. And, and that was the opposite. Everyone was looking towards the, the offenses playing well and the defense not being as as good. But uh, they're playing a little bit better, right? I mean, uh, Well, anytime you make a, a scheme change like that, you're never sure what's going to come out the other side and you know long-term 4-3 defense all of a sudden going switching to 3-4 you know still right. don't really have the the linebackers they need to really integrate here I mean Alec Ogletree was a, a nice pickup but he's only a guy that plays well in the box get him outside the box and he has no coverage skills whatsoever they need another linebacker that has good coverage skills and then I think we'd really see an imposing defense yeah yeah uh, so, uh, you know, uh, Cam Newton, of course, like we mentioned, uh, playing well, uh, you know, has a habit of, uh, unfortunately, vulturing his, his running backs. TDs had two uh, rushing touchdowns in his last game. Uh, Devin Funches, uh, I was looking at his line, you know, that when uh, Olsen's out, he actually uh, ends up being maybe a, a wide receiver, too. I mean, he's, he's, he's the guy that, uh, that uh, Newton's going to target, right? Oh, absolutely. You're probably looking at, you know, double-digit scores pretty much every week, especially with Olsen out, because he does become the target hog in that offense. Um, again, I think he's going to have a little tougher game this week, uh, it, just because he doesn't really have a strong number two opposite him anywhere. It's really him and McCaffrey are the two biggest, you know, things that the Giants have yeah. to worry about. So I think the Giants focus on Funchess a lot. I still think he gets the double digits with the amount of touches, uh, targets he gets, and you know, receptions he'll end up having, but he won't have big yards to go with it. Yeah, in classic PPR scoring in those five games without Olsen, he has hit double digits. I mean, seven for 77. So I'm not sure where to go with this. I think we just lost Joe for a minute. I'm going to keep talking and see what's going on. But, uh, yeah, this this is going to be a tough game. Carolina's, you know, six-and-a-half-point favorites at this point. I have to think they cover that. It really comes down to which Eli we see this week. Do we see the uh, the Jekyll or the Hyde this week? If we see Jekyll and see the Eli we saw two weeks ago, then the Giants have a chance. If we get the Hyde version of this, then we're definitely concerned because we saw last week how bad the Hyde version of Eli Manning could be, just missing wide-open receivers, not seeing half the receivers that are open. So this is definitely something that's concerning and something they'll have to make do with uh, moving forward. You know, this is just Eli. Mainstay, regular season Eli. Half the time he's good, half the time he stinks up the house. Just not sure where we're going to get with him going forward. So we'll have to see how that works out. Um, You know, and uh, we'll keep going on this game. I'm not sure what's going on with Joe. I'm sure they're working hard to get him back for us. Uh, Not much else really to say here except, uh, you know, Red Allison could be a surprise here. Caroline has given up a lot of points to tight ends so far in three games. Uh, 18 passes, 196 yards, two touchdowns, a- average of 16.5 fantasy points a game to tight end. So Red Ellison could actually be in play in this one as a sneaky deep play in DFS as well. Um, so uh, let's see. I don't know. Do we want to move on to the next game or uh, wait for Joe and see what's going on? Joe's not around. So, um Okay, <laughs> we'll keep going here. I'm going to go to the next game is Tennessee and Buffalo. And, uh, you know, Tennessee 3-1 and one going into Buffalo, 1-3. and three. We saw Buffalo have the one really good game against Minnesota, but, you know, get crushed last week by Green Bay. Uh, Tennessee's got a lot of injured players and trying to bounce back, but they're really good uh, in, you know, defensive-wise in most parts. The, the passing aspect can be beat. They're 25th in the league against opposing wide receivers, while being 12th against opposing quarterbacks, uh, which is kind of weird. All six of their allowed passing touchdowns have all gone to quarterbacks. They have yet to allow a a running back to score in any way, or a tight end for that matter, in any way. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out going forward, uh, whether or not we see what we see here. Um, Let's see what else we got in this one. Tennessee, Marcus Mariota was a nice play last week, came up big. Uh, in that game against Philly and, you know, really took it to a a good Philly defense and played his lights out. Corey Davis finally had the game that people were looking for uh, with those big numbers that he put up. Much tougher uh, matchup this weekend for Davis as he goes up against Darius White, who's done a a great job in shutting down um, 
wide receivers uh, last week did a great job against uh, Devontae Adams. So Davis is somebody that really isn't somebody I'm keen on as wanting to start this week in this matchup. I think he sees a ton of white, and I think that's going to really curtail his numbers. So it's going to be hard to see what, what we get out of him going forward. But this week, maybe not the week to start him. Um, on the Buffalo side, there's really no one I can say that you could start with any kind of faith in this matchup. There's nobody playing any good ball right there, including uh, LaShawn McCoy, who's been injured. And even when he's not injured, he's not getting the touches. So it's really hard to, to say anybody on Buffalo is a start this week in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, maybe, hopefully, uh, you can get Josh Allen to get you some points on the ground with his legs, maybe even score a rushing touchdown. Maybe he gives you a little base that way if you really want to be contrarian in GPP. But other than that, there's really nobody here. Uh, Calvin Benjamin has been stinking up the joint. Uh, Zay Jones uh, makes a play every once in a while when he decides to. Uh, it's just really nobody else you can count on in this game. Uh, let's see. We'll keep going. Uh, hey, Jim. How about Denver going into the Jets? Denver two and one, Jets one and three. Um, no, I'm sorry, Denver two and two now. Um, going against the Jets at one and three. Uh, Denver's one and a half point favorites on the road uh, with an over under 42.5. Uh, a lot of low scores in the over under this week. Implied point total for Denver is only 22, while the Jets are at 20 and a half. So you know. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Jets defense started the season pretty strongly, uh, but it has been giving up some yards and, and points lately. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from here. But uh, Denver is coming off a, a, a pretty decent – well, I shouldn't even say that. Not really. Sanders got beat up last week against KC. Uh, didn't do much in that game at all. I'm looking for him to bounce back big in this one. I expect him to get back to his numbers where he's giving you, you know, mid – double digits at least. Demarius Thomas has been the one that's been a real sore spot. He just hasn't lived up to the hype. A lot of us expected him, myself included, to bounce back this year with Case Keenum in there, but Keenum has not been the same, but neither has Demarius Thomas. He just doesn't look the same, doesn't seem to be creating the same kind of separation. Uh, just a lot of things in his game don't look right to me at this point. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if we start to see a little bit more of Cortland Sutton, Sutton uh, yeah. each and every game starting to come in unless Demarius Thomas can get something going. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I want to see Sutton get involved. He had such a great preseason, make a big play after big play in, uh, in, in practices and in the preseason games. It'd be interesting to see if they keep getting him more involved. Um, uh, let's see on another game. Let's see. We're going to Jacksonville KC, uh, going through these games pretty quickly right now. Until we find <laughs> Hey out. Jim, Jim, uh, you hear me? Three and one, uh, KC, Borno, uh, wait, if I got that backwards, I'm sorry, folks. I think I got that backwards. Uh, but let's see. Keep on on the game. Um, we got uh, Jacksonville at getting three points going into KC. KC three-point favorites and over under 49. Can you hear me? Uh, KC, you know, even Mahomes uh, going up that uh, against that tough Denver defense last week, ended up bringing that team back and doing everything he had to do in the second half to win that Jim? game. Uh, including getting that rushing score. This is, uh, you know, Jacksonville is pretty much one of the toughest defenses in the league, number one against opposing quarterbacks, having only given up three passing touchdowns uh, in four games so far, uh, none on the ground to anybody. They've only given up one touchdown to opposing running backs. So this looks like a game where, you know, people that are starting Kansas City players might be a little worried. But I have to say with the way Kansas City is playing, I, I just don't think, that Jacksonville can match up with all the playmakers on Kansas City. Uh, now, you do have a little bit to worry about with Sammy Watkins uh, coming off that injury last week. He's been questionable all week, getting limited practices. He will looks like he's going to play, but you have to worry about him being 100% in this matchup. Um, Tyreek Hill has had that great first game, hasn't really bounced back since then, uh, but if Watkins is not 100%, or if he sits, then you have to expect Hill, even with tough matchup, to see a lot of targets in this one and really continue to roll. I think uh, Hill is in in for a big game, if only in amount of opportunities, if nothing else. Uh, you know, we saw OBJ 
uh, do a number on this Jacksonville defense in week one. I think Kansas City finds exactly the same thing to do here with Tyreek Hill, especially in the slot. I think he could do a lot of damage in the slot. I don't think uh, Ramsey will follow him into the slot. So that'll play into his hands. I think we see him in that region a lot. And I expect a decent game from Tyreek Hill after three disappointing ones. I think he gets back on the board, restores a little faith in people this week, and be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Kansas City side. Uh, yeah, pretty much I'm starting everybody. I, I, even Hunt uh, is starting to really get back into the game for them. Uh, it's not as as much in the passing game as we expect, but he's doing a good job other than that. So I have to expect him to bounce back this week. Okay, I think this is me. I'm not sure what's going on here. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. And we're back together from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. You got Joe Galina. You got the Fantasy Taz, Jim Day. You got all those Tasmaniacs listening in. You got Sean Angle keeping us flying straight. I know Cha-Cha's listening. And I know that Steve Rapin's listening out there. We're back. We're back. All right? Don't worry about it. <laughs> hey, Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusive single entry contests it's a fun and recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools they have great free promos like survivor super bowl squares and march madness bracket contests are you out of your survivor pool already already well fantasy factors second chance survivor contest is now registering so sign up today go to fantasyfactor.com that's fantasyfactor.com so, Jim, did you miss <laughs> Can it be a fourth chance survivor? <laughs> With the way the season's going, four might not be enough. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not enough. Every time everybody thinks they got a, a, a dead-on lock, of course, that team ends up getting blown out. Yeah, just go the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, so before uh, you abruptly kicked me out, I don't know what, what, what you know. What did I ever do to you, Jim? <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. No, all I know is all, all I know is I couldn't hear a damn thing. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to keep talking, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> now nah, you did a good job. Yeah, that's always tough when that happens. And hey, it's live radio, so stuff like that is going to happen from time to time. So, uh, so we were talking Giants, Panthers. Why don't we just talk a little bit about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. trying to light a fire under the Giants, right? Uh, I'm quoting him. How come we can't throw the ball for more than 20 yards? How come we don't attempt to try to throw the ball for more than 20 yards? I mean, those are the questions that we have to figure out. So, I mean, it looks like some kicking that's got to be careful, right? Because he's, he's he's getting a little ticked off there, OBJ. No, but he's doing the exact right thing. He's supposed to be a leader on his team. He's trying to act like a leader. He yeah. was acting like a leader all preseason when he came to camp, even mm -hmm. though he wasn't signed. You know, he's trying to be the bigger man this year like he wasn't last year and the year before when he was acting like a spoiled kid. Now mm -hmm. he's trying to be the leader on the team that they need him to be. Because yeah. let's face it, Eli's not that guy. I mean, Eli isn't that vocal guy who's going to get out there and yell and rant and right, rave. Right. Yeah. So they need somebody to do that. We saw, hey, look, 
look what Jarvis Landry did in Hard Knocks uh, for Cleveland. You know, he pulled all those guys yeah. aside and said, look, you guys need to step up. I, I don't care. You, there's a difference between hurt and injured, and you need to figure it out. So I, I like when I see a player do this. You know, and he did it in the right way. He didn't really, um, you know, use negative terms. He said, look, right. we just need to do things differently. And that they do. There's no doubt about it. They need mm-hmm. to push Eli down the field. He throws a good down the field ball 90% of the time. Well, mm-hmm. actually, that might be a little rough. Well, Maybe like yes. 70% of the time. Well, okay, maybe six. Well, <laughs> 45% of the time anyway. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> his yards per pass attempt were in the sixes in three of the first four games. He, only, uh, he had a 10.24 yards per attempt versus the Texans in week three. Other than that, it's been kind of like in the in the low sixes. And uh, attempted just three of his 41 pass attempts were 20-plus yards downfield uh, against New Orleans. So, I mean, I, th- he still has the arm strength. I just don't understand. Is it, uh, you know, you know, coaching? Uh, I, I just don't get it. I think it's play calling. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're not really pushing it down the field. I think they're worried about that offensive line. But ever since they made the change and kicked Eric Flowers out, you know, they haven't been great, but they seemed a lot better. Uh, mm-hmm. Really love what Will Hernandez is doing at guard. The rookie has been playing mm-hmm. outstanding uh, right. for them. I, I mean, he he's one of the best. He's probably the best uh, rookie lineman this year at protecting his quarterback. He's been great at, as a road grader on running downs. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, the, and the rest of the offensive line played a little better last week. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it takes time for an offensive line to come together. Five different guys trying to do five different things right. as a coordinated unit takes time. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. So we did see a little better play last week. I think that trend hopefully continues. But that with that trend, with that offensive line, keeping him healthy, keeping him standing. They need to throw the ball further downfield, especially when you have talents like Obel, uh, Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard on playing there. So you got to get him the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but this this week, actually, uh, you know, I, I want to see a little, even more Saquon Barkley. I mean, Panthers giving up uh, 5.35 yards per carry to running backs. Uh, this this is a Saquon Barkley game. And, and uh, you know, look, I, I think that in DFS, you pay up to get Saquon in there this week as well. And uh, Shermer admitted publicly that he should have given Barkley more carries last week, too. Absolutely. You got to keep them involved. This you know, a lot of good running backs need the ball more often in their hands to get it, build up a really good game and, you know, get better as the game moves on. I, I get that feeling that Barkley is like that. You can't give him li- limited touches in the first half and expect him to bounce back huge in the second half. You got to get him the ball early in the game. Uh, same thing with Beckham. You got to get these guys involved early. You got two of the best playmakers in the league. You yeah. got to use them. Yep, yep. And with Evan Ingram out, uh, Giants tight end uh, that you, you mentioned, Sterling Shepard is going to be uh, uh, another big factor as well. Uh, I think he caught uh, ten, ten of uh, all ten of his targets last week. So, so what are we thinking about this game here? Uh, we got a, a revenge factor. Uh, Giants GM David Gettleman, uh, formerly uh, with the with the Panthers, you think that he's lighting a fire on these guys and saying, "Hey, look, we got to beat these guys." I mean, do you think that, that the Giants could cover the spread? I mean, I don't necessarily I, think they could win this road game. They can, but I, I don't know if I would bet them to win. But I, I, th- I think they could cover that spread. You said it was six and a half? Yeah, six and a half. And you know what? I never bet the Giants one way or the other. And a lot <laughs> of that comes down to Eli. Uh, you know, I, I say it all the time, the Jekyll and Hyde. That's what Eli is. Two weeks ago, he, he was out there. He was playing great football. Last week, he goes out there. He looks like a total dud. You just mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get from him from week to week, and because of that, I can't bet on Giant Game either way. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, going into Carolina, um, you know, Carolina coming off a bye, should be fresh. Uh, It's going to come down to whether or not this Giants offense can put the ball in the end zone, let's face it, Uh, because this defense is going to give Carolina a hard time. So I expect the the Giants offense is going to need to put points on the board to get them this win. Uh, I don't know if I bet on that. I think I take the uh, uh, take Carolina and give the points. Mm-hmm. All right, you take Carolina, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree on this one. But uh, <laughs> well, tell me your reasons then. <laughs> I just think that you know, the, like you mentioned, that I mean, the Giants' uh, defense playing a lot better than it 
you know, it had been. Uh, I think this is going to be a big Saquon Barkley game. I mean, I think he's going to uh, take time off the clock. I think the uh, time of possession is going to go uh, Giants' way. Uh, and uh, I, mean, I think that might even be – I'm a – you know, maybe it's because, like I said, because I've been watching Giant games so long. <laughs> you know, teams coming off a bye, I think there's there's a little rust. I think it's going to be – you know, especially in the B, it's going to be a little bit of a slower-moving game. And I, I could see that uh, this game maybe Giants coming close, maybe, uh, you know, maybe – if they lose, maybe four points. Well, there you go. Coming coming off that uh, bye week bias of yours. I get it. Yeah, I'm a biased kind of guy <laughs> when it comes to bye weeks. When it comes to bye weeks. Uh, all right, so why don't we uh, move on to, uh, to take the uh, the Jets-Broncos uh, uh, game. Uh, Jets are home, right? Uh, I'm looking at this game. Uh, could this be a, a pick Is that what I saw in, in this morning? What do you have well, there? I, I got Denver as one-and-a-half-point favorites with a 42-and-a-half over-under as yeah, of yeah. just before this show. Yeah, yeah. I agree with the 42.5 under, but in the local paper, they have it as a pick But we'll take it. Broncos, 1.5 coming off back-to-back losses, a short week. And, and, you know, watching that game Monday night, why the heck did they give up on that run late in the game? No, I mean, they were just running wild, both Lindsey and Freeman. They were just, you know, they, they had their way with the Chiefs. They did. They absolutely did. It was, uh, again, you know, you, you got to wonder what's going in these going on in these coaches' minds sometimes. They have something that's working, and then all of a sudden, and when the time is critical, they go away from that trying to get cute. They Mm -hmm. think the defense has figured out what they're doing on the rushing game, so why not go to the pass? But you know what? Your passing game isn't working. Give it back to the damn running backs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Phil Lindsay, man, three out of four weeks, double-digit fantasy points. Uh, the one week that he didn't reach double-digit uh, fantasy points, uh, he got thrown out of the game for punching somebody. And, of course, <laughs> I had him in my freaking lineup to that week. So, uh, so I mean, it Jets uh, giving up uh, 3.46 yards per carry to, to opposing running backs. Kind of middle of the pack when it comes to fantasy points per game allowed to the, the position. Uh, look, the Broncos' defense not as fearsome as it used to be. I mean, still Von Miller, uh, you you know, still playing well, but, uh, you know, they're not really overall uh, that great at getting to the quarterback uh, like they used to be. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, uh, you know, I, I, when well, I was... actually, Den- Denver's given up more yards through the air than Jets have. Through yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. By almost 100 yards. But, of yeah. course, that includes Kansas City. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah. they didn't have the, the hugest game in, through the air. Jets, you know, Jets are, have been – a crazy team. They're playing better than their record indicates, but they don't, they're not getting the quarterback play they were expecting from Darnold after the preseason he had. Even week mm-hmm. one, he looked really well. Uh, but after, after that, it seems like he's lost a little bit of confidence. Yeah, someone I know, very famous guy, says a rookie is a rookie is a rookie, right? <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's our friend. Uh, and, and he's right, you know, in, in some cases. Look, the guy's a rookie, and he's going to have his uh, his growing pains. We're talking about Lenny Melnick, of, of course, uh, you know, quoting the great Lenny Melnick. Uh but uh, look, when the we come legend. to yeah, there you go, the legend. That's right. Yeah, but um, a guy that I, I just want to bring up, and I think you, I, you mentioned them when I was trying to come back on the air before Cortland Sun, Sutton, right? Uh, just keep an eye on him. It might be time to stash him. Uh, just eight catches on the season, but actually uh, leads the Broncos in air yards. Right? The air yards is the new the, the new statistic everyone's <laughs> quoted this year, right? No, no, not statistic. <laughs> you can't say statistic anymore. Now you have to say metric. Okay. It's a new All metric. Right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. It's a, it's a nice predictive way of uh, you know, of uh, But really you know, is it? Evaluating. <laughs> I, well, that's that's what I'm told, right? <laughs> for, for us old timers, it's just another one of those fancy little tools that, you know, it's really it's a nice number <laughs> to have in your in your Mm-hmm. quiver but right. you know tell me how that actually equates to how to put my arrow and maybe mm-hmm. I, i'll use it more but so far i haven't really figured out a way that it actually predicts future performance <laughs> well i guess we're gonna have to wait until the future comes and then we can <laughs> you see <laughs> did you see what his uh, air yards were <laughs> but that's exactly what they're gonna say the people who are proponents of air yards is see we told you three weeks ago well when i asked you three weeks ago what it meant you couldn't tell me. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, 
But uh, no, back to Sutton. <laughs> you have a, that's a good point. But Sutton, six targets last week. I think this guy, uh, you know, because you were even talking about uh, Demarius Thomas not looking uh, like his old self, right? That I heard. Oh no, I absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. he hasn't looked like himself at all. He's yeah. he's not creating the separation we've seen from him in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not. He, he doesn't seem to be fighting as hard for those 50-50 balls. That was always a big part of his game, right? And that just doesn't seem to be there either. I, I just I'm not seeing the same Demarius Thomas, and I, that's why I think that. That may very well open up the door for Cortland Sutton. Yeah, and I've been a little disappointed. Uh, you know, I was an advocate for Case Keenum. I didn't think he'd have the year that he had last year. But, uh, you know, uh, so far, uh, you have to just say disappointing, right? Three straight games without a TD, six interceptions. Uh, so, I mean, early in the season and in preseason, he had uh, had a nice connection with Emmanuel Sanders. And, uh, you know, past couple weeks, he's just caught five passes each, uh, Sanders. So it's kind of Well, last down. week he had a really tough matchup in that game. He, he was going against, you know, a really good cornerback most of the game that really kept him in check. This week, I think we see Sanders bounce back in a big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect big numbers from this week. Um, and, I, you know, I'm really looking forward to what he does this week because I, I need him to bounce back, as I'm big sure en- many others do. <laughs> sure. Big enough to put him in a DFS lineup? Is he uh uh, now, there's other guys I like better this week just because of value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's quite a few values I like this week in DFS at wide receiver. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give you a couple real quick off the top of sure. my head. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, I like Boyd again. He's at, at 5,700. I like mm-hmm. Baldwin a lot this week at 5,000. I think mm-hmm. that's a great big play. Uh, Juju Smith is only at 7,500 when, uh, you know, Brown and, and Michael Thomas are, you know, almost eight, almost 9,000. I think that's a great value for Juju Smith in a game that should be very high scoring. So he's definitely, uh, while he is expensive, I think he represents a great value on the board this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Funches is another good board yeah, uh, value it, yeah. at 5.2. Um, mm-hmm. Shepard at 5.6 is another good value. So definitely a lot of receivers I like in that value range this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, speaking of wide receivers, on the Jet side, uh, Quincy Inunua. Uh, can we still trust him? Uh, yeah, he was a guy that I looked to in the preseason, and I was happy with his uh, early season production. But uh, two straight weeks uh, where, you know, uh, you know, kind of slowing down a bit. And, and Robbie Anderson now non-existent, right? When you look at his reception so far this year, one, three, two, two. I mean, uh, this guy was, you know, looked upon as, as a last season as a, as a big playmaker. Well, he was, but totally different quarterback uh, with the, the skills to show and the you. knowledge yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. to get the ball down the field to him. Right now, Darnold doesn't have that confidence to wait that long to get the ball out of his hands, uh, and that's what makes Anunwa a decent start in uh, PPR leagues, even against tougher matchups most of the time. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, three out of the four weeks, he's got you double-digit points, so that's what you're looking for from him. You're not looking for him to get you 20, 25 points. His ceiling is probably, you know, like his first game was, 18 points, but he got the touchdown. But more than likely, you're looking, you know, at a floor of 10 points with a normal ceiling of about 14, 15 points. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jets uh, run game pretty much blah, right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> in one of my leagues, I actually still have uh, Bilal Powell on my bench. I mean, should I keep him on my bench? Should I explore uh, waiver wire? Uh, I mean, it, should I give up on him? Uh, you know what? It, it's hard to give up on running backs. It really is. It, it's just so many of them underperforming at this point. It really comes down to what's available out there. Uh, mm. If you got, if you play in a league where people are overreacting and dumping some big names that haven't done anything yet, then absolutely he's a guy you can jettison to try with somebody else. But uh, at the same time, it really depends on what's out there. I wouldn't mm. give away a Blau Powell to pick up an Alfred Blue. Hmm. Yeah, he needed the money. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so what do we think about this game in terms of, uh, you know, game script? Uh, you know, can the you think uh, the Broncos uh, cover that, that one and a half that you have? Oh, man, yeah, I, it's going to be a t- it's going to be tough at, at Jets. Jets playing pretty decent defense. But uh, I do think the Broncos cover the one and a half. I think the game actually goes over. Mm, there you go. There you go. All right. When we come back. We'll continue breaking down week five in the NFL. You're listening to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.